Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with recent Disney bride Erin Pittleman about her escape wedding at Seabreeze Point with a reception in one of the private rooms at Morimoto Asia. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned her day and how everything turned out. Welcome, Erin. Hello. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start and find out how you guys decided you wanted to get married at Walt Disney World. Oh my gosh. It was almost a no-brainer for us because we're such Disney people anyway. We're pass holders. We live in South Florida and we go all the time. And it was just, it it was totally a no-brainer. It was like, of course we're going to get married at Disney. (laughs) And for us, you know, we really originally wanted to do, you know, a bigger wedding, but then some things ended up happening. And, you know, it was the perfect place to have kind of a small wedding, you know, a destination wedding without offending a lot of people, because it's like, we can only have this many people. So it was kind of a no brainer for us. It just worked out. That's interesting, because hearing you're from South Florida, usually when people are from Florida, it means they have a big guest list. So that's interesting that you were able to still keep it small. Oh, yeah. I mean, with the escape wedding, it's great because you can tell people like, oh, I'm so sorry. They only allow us to have that many people and it has to be just family. So it was kind of a great excuse for us not to be able to invite so many people. That's awesome. So how did those people react when they found out that's where your wedding was going to be? Oh, I mean, they were just like, duh, of course. (laughs) Where else would they get married? I mean, we got engaged in Disney, too. We got engaged on the top of Fulton's Crab House. Oh. So... Everybody kind of expected it anyway. So they loved the idea. Um, We kind of toyed with a couple of ideas, too. We kind of toyed with the idea of getting married, like, at a uh, family member's really nice home. Um, And then we toyed with the idea of getting married on a cruise. But it just didn't have that, I don't know, it just didn't have that romance. It didn't have that magic that we were looking for. Interesting. How many guests did you end up having? Well, that's kind of a two-parter <laughs> because, you know, as as most people listening to this are probably well aware of, um, the escape wedding only allows you to have 18 people. We did have 18 people at our ceremony, but a few of our friends <laughs> really wanted to be a part of it and they really, really wanted to come and they were like, well, what if we just kind of like watched from the boardwalk? Like we've seen a lot of weddings and we see people watching all the time. So, you know, is that possible? And I was like, you know what, what are they going to do? Kick you out? And they didn't. And it was great. So a few of our friends were able to kind of share the day with us and not, you know, be sitting down and part of the whole thing, but they were able to see everything and hear everything and watch. And then they were part of the dinner afterwards. So for the actual wedding, we had 18. And then for the dinner, we had about 32, something like that. Interesting. So where did they hang out during the ceremony? Like, was it really weird? Were they lurking over the bushes or what? (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) 
Um, well, they ended up just kind of letting everybody just kind of stand in the back of the gazebo, which I don't know if that's something that they let people do all the time, but they didn't kick us out and they didn't cancel our event. They didn't, you know, they didn't penalize us for anything. They did say, you know, the wedding planner did say to us, you know, we don't have enough champagne and cake for everybody, but we really weren't planning on having it at the cake and champagne ceremony anyway. We were going to save the cake and everything for later on during the dinner anyway. So it ended up working out great. Everybody could see and hear everything. They were actually under the gazebo. So it really wasn't awkward at all. I was kind of worried about that. That's one of the things that I was kind of the most worried about was, is that going to be weird? Like, but they were totally fine with it. So that's interesting. So directly after the ceremony, you didn't do your cake and champagne and the first dances and all that? Well, I should start by saying my father, who's amazing, performed the ceremony and he's a very entertaining guy and he likes to make a lot of jokes and he likes to, you know, mention everybody that's there. So our ceremony was a little bit longer, I think, than they had expected it to be. And then we were really just focused on taking pictures. So everybody just kind of mingled and hung out and, you know, took pictures and everything. Everybody that was there was important for the, you know, for the photographer to get photographs of. So it wouldn't have been more than 15 minutes anyway, because we ran so over on our ceremony, which was fine because the cake cutting ceremony, that wasn't really important to us anyway, since we were having the dinner at Morimoto later. That really wasn't on our mind. Okay. And so then did they put the champagne and the cake in the limo for you to take over to the restaurant? They did. Um, My mother-in-law actually ended up, they boxed the cake and transported it over to Morimoto. Morimoto removed the top layer, put it in a box. They were so brilliant. (laughs) I mean, like, I have to say the service there was just unbelievable. Everything was amazing. They ended up boxing up the cake for us, the top layer to take home and put in the freezer. And then they served all of the other cake to our guests with the dessert that they had actually prepared for us too. Oh, that's great. So it was, it was awesome. It was amazing. And then actually I have (laughs) the champagne is sitting in my refrigerator right now. (laughs) And now I have to ask this because often people are concerned that the escape cake won't feed enough people. And I'm always assuring them that it feeds at least 30 people. Were you able to feed your 32 guests with just the bottom layer of your escape cake? Okay. Not only were we able to feed all 32 of our guests this cake, John, my husband, and I, the wedding night, this was us, basically, after we got back from Morimoto, we get back to our hotel room. And we're sitting on the bed watching that must-do Disney channel, (laughs) just laughing our butts off, eating our wedding cake out of boxes. (laughs) So not only did we have enough to feed the guests, we were eating that thing for like four days after we got back from the parks. It was like, all right, it's time to go back to the hotel and eat some wedding cake. It was so good. Wow. Well, now, backing up a little bit, because I forgot to ask you, how did you guys decide that you wanted Seabreeze Point as your ceremony venue? Well, we just love that it overlooks the Yacht Club and the Beach Club. Those are our two favorite, favorite hotels on Disney property. We we go there all the time, and we um, we always kind of, like, you know, park there and eat there for breakfast and then, you know, go over to Epcot. So that whole area just really means a lot to us. Um, every time we're on vacation, we just always go that route and, you know, go through the International Gateway. So it was really just – it was a – first of all, it was a beautiful, beautiful um, location that really didn't need a lot of floral. And that was kind of important to us, too, because we really didn't want to spend a lot of money on flowers – 
I really, I really kind of think that that's a huge, that's a huge expense, and it's something that's just so perishable that really doesn't last a long time. So, Seabreeze Point really didn't need any embellishments. It was so beautiful. Okay. So speaking of embellishing, what options did you choose from the package and did you add any upgrades? Well, for the bouquet, I ended up doing the light, the azure bouquet, the azure light with, uh, I did the pink roses instead of white roses, which I'm really glad I asked the wedding planner if they could substitute some things because that wasn't a problem at all. And the pictures ended up coming out so much better with the pink roses. It just added that like little pop of color that it needed. It was so great. Then I picked the light pink rose boutonniere. And then we did those little Mickey crystal embellishments. But those are the only upgrades that we really did. We didn't really do any more enhancements or or upgrades or anything like that. And then for the cake, we did the Mickey's Delight. And instead of the gold Mickey's, we got the silver ones. And then we did the almond cake with the caramel uh, chocolate. It was so good. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I've heard a lot of really good things about the Disney cakes. I can't imagine any of them would have been better than that, though. It was really (laughs) awesome. (laughs) That's great. Can you talk a bit about how the planning was? Now, you you weren't that far away, and it sounds like you do go to Disney a lot. Did you ever do any planning in person, or did you do most of it over the phone? Well, since it was an escape wedding, they don't really let you do a planning session or anything like that. But, um, you know, like I said before, I, um, well, I didn't really get too in depth about this, but we were going to do a wishes wedding and we had everything all set up. I mean, me and my mom went on a tour of the venues and everything, and we were going to get married in the, uh, we were, we were always going to get married at Seabreeze Point, but we were going to do a reception at the Living Seas Salon. And we had the contract all drawn up and then we had a few family things happen and then we realized, you know what, we'd just rather have a smaller wedding and just not do this whole big thing. So it was interesting, the planning process of that versus the escape wedding, because we ended up planning our escape wedding in like three months, not even like maybe two months. Wow. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of time at all. I think we decided, God, I think it was Christmas. It was Christmas and... We were together and we were like, you know what? I really want to do a wedding at Disney. I still really, really, really want to do it. And we just kind of like tallied up our family and we're like, all right, well, you know what? We can pull this off with 18 people. We totally can. And I was a little bit heartbroken when we decided not to do the wishes wedding. It was something that I really, you know, was excited about. We were going to do a dessert party in France. I mean, we had like the whole thing planned out. We had the contract drawn up and then we were just like, you know what? It's just not... It, you know, it's it's just not worth it for us. We'd rather spend our money in other ways. But the planning process of both were just so, 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 so easy. I mean, the hardest thing, you know, about the, the wishes wedding actually was much harder with the guest list because we were going to have like 75 people. But the escape wedding ended up being so easy and they just like give you every option and you just pick whatever you want from there. I mean, it was just it was such a no brainer. It was so easy. Was there any penalty for switching from wishes to escape or had you not submitted your deposit yet? No, we hadn't submitted our deposit yet. It was actually, we were getting ready to submit our deposit with the contract. And then we decided, you know what, we just, we just can't do it. Oh, that's great. Really lucky. What's so neat about that too, is that it sounds like your day was just as wonderful and fulfilling as if you'd had a wishes and there was no like regret about changing and it actually worked out better for you. Oh, it definitely did. It definitely did. It was so much more stress-free. That's great. I think if we had spent all that money 
you know, I think more things would have just gone wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you talked a little bit about how you had a longer ceremony and you skipped the cake cutting and the usual escape cake and champagne celebration. Can you kind of give an overview of how the whole day fit together? Yeah, sure. Well, I ended up, it was one great thing was since we were staying at the yacht club, I used the hair people that they had. I just went right downstairs, used um, their salon, and their hair people were amazing. Me and my sister-in-law both got our hair done, and my mom too, actually. And I mean, I showed the girl kind of a loose picture of what I wanted, and she just, I mean, it was exactly what I envisioned. It was great. And I think what kind of helped was that I didn't have all these crazy expectations. I didn't come in being like, I want to look exactly like this. You know, I was kind of a little bit more realistic and kind of chill about it. And they were just so nice. They made me feel so special. It was it was really convenient. I just went right downstairs, got my hair done, went back up. I got my hair done at around one, which now, word to the wise, I kind of regret because I was kind of crunched for time. I felt like I didn't get to have as relaxing of a day as I wanted to. But then I had to do, well, I also had to do my own makeup. <laughs> um, and that was another thing that I was a little bit concerned about. So that kind of stressed me out a little bit. And then my husband wanted me to be ready by 3.30 for a first look. But I was freaking out and I said, you know what, I'm not going to be ready until at least four o'clock. So by four o'clock, the limo picked us up. We went down to the boardwalk, did our first look. And then uh, we took some pictures and the ceremony started at five. Everything was over by six o'clock. All of the guests that were staying at Port Orleans ended up taking the boat over to downtown Disney. So they were able just to walk over to Morimoto, which was awesome. I see. So they went back to their resort after the ceremony and then went from there to the reception. Yeah. And that's another thing. The limo was amazing. The limo was so accommodating. The limo driver was so cool. Everybody was so happy. The limo picked everybody up at Port Orleans and drove them to the ceremony. Then afterwards, they dropped them all off at their hotel so that everybody could just, you know, kind of relax for a little bit and then take the boat over to downtown Disney. It worked out perfect. The timing was amazing. So then John and I were able to actually, like, go back to our room, change my shoes, And then the limo picked us up and drove us to downtown Disney. I really feel like I used the limo really, really wisely. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's neat when you can cram all those trips in. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I know. (laughs) So now working with Morimoto Asia for your reception, you had a private room. What was planning like for that? Can you talk a little bit about like food and beverage minimums? Do they have a cake cutting fee? Things like that. They didn't charge us a cake cutting fee. They had a food and beverage minimum, which I don't quote me on, but I believe it was around thirteen to 1500 per private room. Now, each private room seats about, oh no, maybe it was less than that. Do not quote me on these prices. <laughs> I am so, I, I wish that I had like pulled up my contract before I spoke to you, but I didn't. <laughs> but I will tell you what a price that I can tell you is that our dinner ended up costing around $72 a person. Okay. Which in comparison to the Disney catered meals, that's a pretty big difference. Right. Because 
when we were looking into doing our wishes wedding, dinner was going to cost around $150 a person. Well, actually, they lowered the price for us for that. It was going to be $175, and then they got our food and beverage down to $150 a person. So that was, yeah. So it was it was about half of what we would have spent per person on food. And people got more food than they could possibly eat. We were able to pick two appetizers, and they did everything family style. So we picked two appetizers. We ended up doing double ribs. And if anybody has been to Morimoto and it's had the ribs, you know why we picked double ribs because it's like, oh, they're the best ribs in the world. Um, then we ended up doing the sushi platter. They give you a sushi platter. Each table has this beautiful, beautiful sushi platter with all different kinds of sushi, which is amazing. Then they give you pepper steak and the orange chicken, which is unbelievable there. Uh, they give you fried rice. They give you, I believe, lo mein we had, stir-fried vegetables, and then this huge amount of desserts. Like, we were still eating the cream puffs two weeks later. <laughs> we had so much food. It was ridiculous. So it was a really, really good price point, um, and it was beautiful. This whole place, they they basically have these little walls that separate the rooms, but they take them down. So everybody was seated together. And it overlooked the entire restaurant. It was gorgeous. I mean, we couldn't have picked a more beautiful place. I mean, talk about not needing floral or, you know, centerpieces or anything like that. This needed nothing. And the service was incredible. I mean, I really, really give the people at Morimoto kudos for what they did for us. It was amazing. That's great. Yeah. Did you do menu cards or seating charts or any kind of extra little things to make it reception-y? <laughs> no, we really didn't. It wasn't even, yeah, it, we we really didn't do anything like that. It was kind of like, you know, everybody sit where you want, you know. Yeah, it was, it was very casual. And I think that's what made it so much fun. That's great. Yeah. So when you were planning all of this and you were planning it kind of at the last minute, and you knew that you wanted to stick to a budget, what were the aspects that were most important for spending your time in your budget? And what were the aspects where you saved your time and budget? One thing that we really wanted was for everybody to go to the Flower and Garden Festival. So we kind of made it on a day where um, it would be convenient for everybody to go the next day. So that was really important because we love the Flower and Garden Festival. Um, the food was very important to us. Um, we One of the reasons why we love Disney is because we love all the food. We love the restaurants. We love the Food and Wine Festival. We're Tables in Wonderland people. Like, we're into Disney food. <laughs> so we kind of wanted to take all the places that we love to go, all of our favorite places, and bring everybody there. So that's why we ended up doing Ohana and Trader Sam's the first night, bringing that. Um, you know, doing Morimoto, even though that's a new restaurant, it's become one of our favorite places. Um, and then the next day, we ended up doing our brunch at the Captain's Grill. Um, which was actually kind of an interesting story <laughs> because I was calling, I mean, it was a no brainer with the captain's girl because that's our favorite place. I love the chocolate waffles. They're like the best things in the world. So we knew we wanted to do captain's girl for our brunch and I ended up calling them and the manager says to me, well, we can only accommodate 20 people. And I was like, what? Really? So she kept giving me all of these like really awful alternatives. 
like oh well you can go to the contemporary and we're like no we don't want to go to the contemporary we're staying at the yacht club we're going to the flower and garden festival why would we want to go to the contemporary i mean we <laughs> she was giving us all of these awful awful recommendations oh another one oh well you can have a private catered meal and have it at the atlantic dance hall no i'm not spending 120 dollars a person on a catered meal when i can just take them to a restaurant that's ridiculous so i light bulb went off and my my genius side kicked in and i said to myself as says Aaron, well what if you just go on the website and you just book three reservations for 10 what are they gonna do can you even do that so i tried it i go on i book a reservation for 10 great I go on again, book another reservation for 10 at the same time. Okay, I guess it's letting me. Then I go on again. I book another reservation for 10. Okay. So I had three reservations for 10. So technically, I had a reservation for 30 people. And it all worked out. (laughs) And it all worked out fine. Yeah, I had a reservation for 30 people. We all went in and they're like, okay, you know, and I guess what ended up happening was the hostess sat a group of 10 first and then she would call the next group of 10 and then she would call the next group of 10. So it wasn't like a table of 30 for us, but we were all close together. We were, we, I mean, we weren't at opposite ends of the restaurant or anything. So it was fine. It really, it was the stupidest thing that they wouldn't book us for 30. So I ended up just doing it myself and it ended up being great. Interesting. You mentioned to me earlier that videography was also an important component for you. That was really important. My husband is a videographer. He owns a production company called Think Visual Group. And um, and they are some of like the best wedding photographers ever. I mean, they get flown everywhere to do videography. So that was a that was a pretty big thing. So we actually had technically they counted as an outside vendor, which wasn't a problem whatsoever, especially at Seabreeze Point. They didn't charge us anything extra. They didn't give us a hard time. And the best thing I think that we did was uh, John got his camera guys to shoot in 4K, which is just like a really, 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 really high definition camera. And we were able to pull screenshots from our video and they ended up looking amazing. I mean, I haven't seen the the professional photos that the photographer took because it's just not it's not enough time, I guess, for them to develop them yet. I don't know. I don't know how they work this, but um, I can tell you that I can't imagine that they're any better than these pictures that we pulled from the screenshots. Interesting. Okay. So I think we'll probably save a lot of money that way too, because we won't have to buy as many prints from the photographer since we'll have a lot of these screenshots. And you use Disney's included photography with the package. We did. We did. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fine. I mean, I I haven't seen the pictures yet, but I'm assuming that they came out great. (laughs) The guy seemed to know what he was doing. (laughs) So what ended up being your favorite memory of the wedding day? Let's see. Well, one of my favorite memories was definitely the music. That was something that was really important to us. The violinist was so great. He was so incredible. Um, It was I was so surprised, too, at the songs that he was able to just play off the top of his head it was it was kind of incredible like we requested a lot of really offbeat disney songs um for example let's get together from the parent trap <laughs> <laughs> he was like okay give me a second 
and he kind of just like heard it in his head and then he just started playing it and we're like oh my god so we wanted a lot of offbeat disney songs uh especially for afterwards for the little cake and champagne cutting ceremony when we're taking pictures we just wanted to be like fun songs like davy crockett and you know the songs that you would hear at splash mountain um and then when we when we ended up walking uh i walked to golden afternoon and that was awesome um, cause that's one of my favorite Disney songs. And, uh, my brother and I have kind of an inside joke about the song golden dream with the America pavilion and Epcot. So <laughs> they were actually able to play that when he walked. Oh, that's great. It was hilarious. I know the look on his face was just unbelievable, <laughs> but I mean, I think my favorite memory was just the first look, just seeing how everything just came together with the venue and the flowers and, you know, just seeing everything and just it's just finally sunk in we're getting married at Disney and this is really really cool (laughs) that's wonderful yeah now it sounds like that didn't but was there anything that went wrong or just didn't turn out like you expected oh this is a funny story I guess they put out a banner or something that says you know Aaron and Jonathan's wedding or something like that and they put out little place cards and it ended up saying Eric and John. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. That changes everything. So everybody thought that there was a gay wedding that day. <laughs> they were probably really disappointed when there wasn't. Um, yeah. So I don't know who made that discovery. I think it was my aunt or somebody. Somebody discovered that it was wrong. Nobody even told me this until afterwards at all, mind you. So I had no idea that this was happening. Um, so they called really quick and I'm telling you, it was like it never happened. It was like the men in black came and they just like took everything away. And two seconds later, there were correct names on the place cards and on the banner. Oh, that's great. It was hilarious. And this is where were their place cards and a banner? Was that at dinner? It was outside of the uh, boardwalk. Or maybe it was. Maybe it was on the marquee of the oh. boardwalk. Maybe that was what it was. Yeah, in the lobby, they have the little screen that says all the events that are going on that day. That's interesting. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. One of my relatives told me about it, and I had no idea that this was happening. Meanwhile, Eric and John are getting married, and they're ticked because suddenly one of them is Aaron. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's great. Um, and let's see, what what went wrong? Um, you know, I mean, that's... That's really it. I mean, nothing, everything was really smooth. I have to say it really, really was. Oh, you know what? Another thing that went kind of wrong, but it actually ended up being better. Um, the yacht club, one of my relatives was getting in on Tuesday and she was supposed to let me use her room as my bridal suite. And uh, her room ended up not being ready when she got there around, I don't know, one o'clock. And they ended up giving us this huge two-bedroom suite to get ready in. Wow. I know. So I had this giant room to get ready in. It was amazing. It was a, it was a whole two-bedroom suite that was overlooking the entire boardwalk and where we were going to get married. It was the coolest thing ever. So talk about accommodating. Yeah. And they let us have it the entire night. We were going to sleep in there, but we decided not to. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody was like, you should sleep in there. What's wrong with you? And we're like, you know what? (laughs) We have our room with all our stuff in it. I don't feel like moving anything. (laughs) But that was way cool. I think my aunt finagled that. 
she calls me when I'm getting my hair done and she's like, well, you wouldn't believe the room that I got you. <laughs> That's wonderful. I know. So they really treated you like uh, they treated us like gold. So was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? Yeah, it was the limo. It was the transportation. We had no idea like if they were going to have time to pick everybody up or if they were going to have room for everybody. Um, we had no idea. But it ended up being really, really smooth. And the limo driver was like, no, don't worry about it. I do this all the time. Just, you know, let me do my thing. So that was really cool. We were a little bit stressed about our timeline because we slept in a little bit. So <laughs> but it ended up not being a big deal at all. That's great. Was there anything you know now that you wish you'd known then? Wake up earlier, <laughs> A. <laughs> um, don't have too many rum cocktails at Trader Sam's the night before your wedding. And don't sleep until 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. Because um, that's what we did. And it stressed me the heck out. Because I was supposed to get my hair done at noon. And I ended up calling them at 11 saying, oh my gosh, I am definitely not going to make it by noon. I need to push it back a little bit. So yeah, so that happened. Um, but pretty much I would probably say definitely do your homework when it comes to researching restaurants and stuff as opposed to catered meals, because there are some really, really good deals out there. And these managers are really willing to work with you if you can get them on the phone. <laughs> That's another thing. Be a really, really squeaky wheel, because sometimes you won't get somebody calling you back. Um, that was one of the challenges that really presented itself when I was planning the wedding. Um, as soon as people hear the word wedding, I feel like everything kind of becomes more of a big deal. Everything goes up in price and everything is, you know, limited availability and, you know, all these other factors come up. So um, one of my little tricks of the trade is that I didn't tell a lot of these people that it was a wedding. I would just say that it was a group, a group dining reservation. Um, Cause I think that they actually kind of get freaked out once they see, you know, wedding they're like oh you know are these people going to be hard to deal with um is this going to be you know a big pain in the butt like a lot of restaurants um don't really like to do group dining because it kind of messes up their whole you know uh i think it messes up their whole kind of like dinner service um because they have a lot of people ordering so you kind of have to go about it a little bit of a different way and I would definitely say get a camera guy, shoot in 4K, because you'll definitely save a lot of money on those screenshots. I would definitely say plan your timeline ahead of time, because I really didn't do that. And I was kind of last minute being like, oh, my God, I don't know where to get my bouquet. Mm. So I had to call my wedding planner and be like, ah, what's going on? <laughs> where do I meet you? And she was like, relax, I'm in the lobby of the boardwalk. I was like, okay, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was one thing that was a little bit a little bit stressful that I wish I had known. I wish I had kind of talked to her a little bit more about how the day was going to go. But I was just so focused on just getting everything and getting there and just planning everything that I just didn't I don't know. I just, I, I'm just not type A, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, and once you got there, everything turned out beautifully, it sounds. It really did. I mean, I, I, I really can't say that I was stressed about anything that whole entire time. I mean, I will say that reading your book definitely helped a whole lot. 
I was able to really kind of plan my wedding without having to really talk to anybody and kind of get a good idea of how much everything was going to cost. Um, and even when planning my wishes wedding, like I really, really, really used that guide to figure out what all my options were and how much everything was going to kind of pre-cost. So um, that really helped a lot too. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? They will be up soon. I have the pictures in a Dropbox file. I, we didn't do like a wedding website or anything like that. Um, but if you want to post them, feel free. That sounds great. I'll put some in a slideshow with this post. That was what was so great about that shoot. It was like, we can just pull anything and it'll look awesome. The lighting was just amazing. We got so lucky with the weather. I mean, everything was just lined up and and just worked out. (laughs) That's wonderful. That's what you want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Well, Erin, thank you so much for taking the time to share the story of your day. I think it's really helpful for anyone planning an escape event, especially someone who maybe is trying to decide between wishes and escape or decides that escape is the better option for them to hear that it all works out so smoothly when you make the transition. So I really appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, my pleasure. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at Passporter.com weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.